Hello, hello. Welcome to Yay for Growth. I'm your host, Savannah Zipak, and this is a podcast where we have all kinds of conversations. There are no rules, no filters, and you are free to be yourself. So sit back, take a deep breath, check in with yourself, and let's get started. Okay, so clearly I am getting very rusty on my whole like podcasting routine because this is like the fourth time I've tried to record this intro and it has taken me like 30 minutes just to get like set up and everything. Normally I would almost be done my episode by now, but you know what? It's 2022 and we are not comparing ourselves. We are not putting ourselves down. It's New Year for the podcast where I'm trying this thing called fluidity, flexibility, what have you, right? Because trying to keep such a rigid structure with it just was not working for me. However, not having a rigid structure, I'm not doing this quite as often. So I guess I feel a little rusty, which is okay because you know what? It kind of reminds me of the days when I first started this podcast and I had those like jitters and that excitement and I think that that's like what I've kind of just been like looking for you know I have I it's been a while since I felt that with the podcast I think and me taking time away and just like only releasing episodes when I feel okay like okay to do them not pushing myself to do them has actually made it way more exciting for me because it's like oh when I have that burst of inspiration I'm so excited to get it out there and have you guys listen to it so here we are, fam. All right, I was going to make a joke about feeling 2022 and Taylor Swift, but every time I kept saying it, I was like, you know what? <laughs> this just isn't working. All right, so anyway, moving right along, our agenda for today, though, is really just to have a chat, talk about what has been up, discuss the juicy topic that is jealousy, and that's pretty much it. So it should be pretty chill. Um, so yeah, just just feel free to like you know, relax, 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 or maybe you're at work, or maybe you're in the car, and, you know, whatever it is you're doing, just hang out with me for a bit, okay? So, for starters, in January, some cool things that have happened. Let's see. I've got a new job, which I will be starting next week, so that's pretty exciting. More details to come after I've been working for a bit. You know, right now, I think I'm just excited to get started, so... I really just want to to get into my routine and then talk about it. <laughs> but long story short, I'm, I'm super, super excited. Um, and another cool thing, I finally got my hair done. And let me tell you that it has been a long time coming. Um, I think since 2019, I've been doing my hair myself. Like I started cutting it myself. And then, of course, the pandemic hit, so it was great that I, like, started cutting my hair the year before that because I was kind of comfortable with it by then um, when everywhere was closed. And then I eventually started coloring it myself. So, you know, (laughs) I think for me to actually make a decision about what I want and pick somebody and go for it was, like, really huge. And I just, I feel so much more myself Um, Because I got, like, I got a balayage, I got some highlights, and I'm trying to, like, lighten up my hair um, so that eventually I can go to, like, maybe, like, a peachy or gingery copper. If not that, then, like, still just lighter. But, yeah, I just, I feel a lot more like myself, and I feel, like, more alive, if you will. (laughs) Like, just bright, 
confident, comfortable. Um, and I think it just like it brightens up my face. And I love that uh, because, you know, I'm a very smiley person, very happy person. So I like things that kind of bring that out in me. And I know that it probably it seems so cliche, right, to talk about it and to just sit here and say, like, changing up your hair, you know, changes how you feel. But it's so true because, at least in my experience, and I know, like, a lot of people close to me, we change up our hair when, you know, we're going through, like, a little transition or I don't know why I said a little, not a little transition, pretty much like a new phase of your life, you know, and I'm fully owning that. And even if not your hair, then something else like your overall style or the background and theme on your computer, the colors in your room, the list goes on, right? Like I always say, you know, there's power in ritual. And for me, changing my hair has kind of become that that ritual for me. I mean, it's it's my self-confidence, right? It's what I put out into the world, which to me is worth every penny. And I also think that there's power in seeing how fluid our style really can be, how much like you can pull off and that maybe like you never thought you could. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun to remember we're not just like these rigid beings, you know, we're very fluid and we ebb and flow and we can pull off so many different looks. Like it's just so fun. Are any of you guys like that? Definitely let me know. You know, I'd love to hear about what your rituals are during like different transition and life phases. Um, but yeah, I think it, I embrace changing my hair as one now more than ever, specifically because for so long I kept my style and look the same. Then once I changed it up after getting like my first balayage in 2019, I just felt, or not 2019, I'm sorry, 2018. Wow. Um, I just felt so much more like myself, you know, to me, my old one dimensional hair represented that person who was like very rigid and who is ultimately like a victim to her own anxiety and just trapped in constraint. Right. And ideas of what people wanted me to be. And so the same time around when I got my first balayage is exactly when things started to shift in my life. My longest relationship had ended and that relationship kind of kept me in like an old version of myself where it was very like um, reserved. And, um, you know, when I changed my hair, I really just started feeling confident and just like being more out there and trying different things and looks, et cetera, et cetera. And while, yes, it was a physical transformation and looks aren't everything. To me, it went deeper because I was for the first time ever like tending to myself, you know, my whole life, pretty much my life growing up. I never I was like life, <laughs> my whole life growing up. I, I didn't make that time for myself until that moment. I didn't spend money on myself, nothing. Right. And so to me, it was just about breaking out of my shell, exercising my inner confidence, you know, claiming that life I wanted to be living that was different and creative and exciting. But yeah, so anyway, now that my side rant is over about hair, <laughs> okay, let's just like continue. It's so much more than hair though. <laughs> um, I was originally discussing the new year and how it's like been a whole vibe, right? It was funny because I saw this meme on Facebook the other day. Side note, why do I even still go on Facebook? Which is now meta- <laughs> like metaverse I don't know that's a whole different conversation <laughs> but yeah the meme was like 
No more main character energy for 2022. I would like to be the side character. Let me show up in a fun outfit and drop a devastating zinger and enjoy my low stakes speed plot. Let someone else do the self-reflection and growth part. Thank you. (laughs) And at least that's how I read it. And yeah, like that's pretty much I feel like where we're at. I don't know about you, but main character or side character energy question mark I'll try to include a poll in the settings for this episode to, like let me know because it'd be fun to see like if I'm not the only one that feels that way for the record I am completely 100% okay with being the side character finally <laughs> 2020 through I think the end of 2021 so like 2020 until 2022 held a lot of darkness for me a lot of necessary shadow work yes and also there were vast amounts of enlightenment I mean 2021 was the year that I really claimed myself the year that I really claimed my safety my well-being and this is the most that I will get into it because I am done talking about the new year I promise if you listen to the previous episode 42 I think that's pretty much all that I discussed um you know, like what the past year has brought me, taught me, and where I feel that I'm headed, what I'm grateful for, and, you know, the whole nine yards. So if you're interested in that, definitely give it a listen. If you haven't already, that is pretty much it, I think, for the little update and chat on my life. So I think we should move on because I have a lot to talk about. Now, as far as the podcast itself goes, things are still pretty much how I left them you know, fluid, flexible, peaceful. (laughs) Um, Obviously, I want this podcast to do well. I want it to reach more people. That is a long-term goal of mine. And at the same time, I complete that rhymed. Okay, cool. (laughs) I am completely for the first time ever, you know, like just content with where the podcast is at. I don't need it to be different in order for me to feel satisfied. And that is a huge accomplishment. Um, so yeah, I don't need it to be different to feel okay, which is why I won't be relaunching the Patreon anytime soon. Um, It's funny because I have this episode scripted and (laughs) I didn't realize that um, Spellcheck changed Patreon to pattern like it always does. I really, there needs to be a petition for Patreon to be like a word in the dictionary now because I can't do this anymore, guys. Um, But yeah, so it's more of a long-term goal. I think like two to three years down the line, if I have more listeners or... If I reach a certain amount of people before then, you know, until then, it's just us, fam. And I'm so cool with that. I'm so cool with that. Of course, as always, would appreciate if you share the podcast with friends and, you know, coworkers, whatever, whoever would be interested in it. But what I really wanted to talk about today, though, is the gut-wrenching emotion that is jealousy. It is certainly called the green-eyed monster for a reason, That reason being, if we don't have jealousy, like most negative emotions under control, then it can get the best of us, truly. Um, Now, to me, I've always struggled with jealousy. And as I discussed with my new therapist, who I'm just going to call my interim therapist. Side note, I feel like I've had a new therapist for the entirety of this podcast. It is still a work in progress. But yeah, so... I I was discussing with her that from a young age, I've had this influence and narrative of I will never be enough for anyone, including myself. I need to change. I need to be different. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of this is definitely societal. Most of us have grown up witnessing the duality of themes and media 
And what I mean by that is you are told to love yourself and that you have to buy this product to make you look or feel different. And you have to have the relationship this way with this person. You have to have the apartment all by yourself. Do it all on your own. I mean, it's just so contradictory. And we're pulled in so many different directions that the lines become extremely blurred. We don't know which way to go and our minds feel chaotic, right? That being said, some of us experienced this further in our homes growing up. So if your legal guardians were people that were envious of others, typically, you will learn that just by watching them. Even if they told you to do different and that you don't need to be jealous and you are perfect, blah, 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 you witness their behavior and how they treat themselves and that becomes the truth for you, right? Or for that said child. And that will be the developed behavior, what you watch, because we learn by mimicking. We don't learn so much by being told. We learn by mimicking. And uh, jealousy is just one of the many learned behaviors that people can struggle with in their life. Um, Well, actually, maybe I should reword this. Jealousy is an emotion that everybody has. The kind of ineffective behaviors that go along with it can be learned um and the thing is jealousy almost always has a negative connotation healthy jealousy is rarely talked about and normalized I'm sure how this I'm not really sure how this became a thing but you know if I had to make an educated guess here conspiracy theory whatever it would be that jealousy is an uncomfortable emotion it is an emotion like many negative ones that can escalate very quickly This intensity and discomfort, you know, when it's not understood or equipped with the proper tools and support, often leads to ineffective behaviors, as I was getting at. So, people aren't really turned off by jealousy itself. They're turned off by what that jealousy represents, which in most cases is conflict, danger, controlling behaviors, codependency, and just the bad type of discomfort not the type of discomfort you grow in. So over time, that becomes a negative reinforcement. When someone gets jealous, something gets taken away from you and repeat, right? It's like, and let us note that it is extremely unrealistic to expect people in our lives to be void of jealousy. As I mentioned, you know, jealousy is an emotion and we can't expect people to get rid of it or any emotion for that matter. As I always say, and will keep saying, every emotion serves a purpose. It's one of the most important takeaways I got from IOP. And we developed emotions for some reason, right? Which is so important. It's so important to understand, especially if you have been victim to gaslighting in the past, where you were told not to feel what you were feeling, or you were being dramatic or too sensitive or whatever. So you questioned your reality, right? So it only makes sense that I think an effort to self-validate and learn, I researched what some of the possible benefits of jealousy could be. Because we don't talk about that, right? Nobody hears about that. It's unnormalized. All we hear is that jealousy is bad. Jealousy is bad. Well, no. Nothing is bad about any emotion. Nothing is inherently good or bad. We place those labels on it. It's what we tend to associate that emotion with that can be destructive right 
And so what does healthy jealousy actually look like and why do we need jealousy? Well, the general consensus, you know, of my like Google research is that jealousy is an emotion which can represent where we are stuck. So for example, like when jealousy is processed in an effective way, it can help steer us towards where we want to go and help us take actions to live the life that we want. It can inspire us by feeding the drive inside of us to get creative, to change things up, to make a move, to then ultimately gain or accomplish whatever it is that we authentically desire, right? So now, in a more unhealthy sense, jealousy can bring to light our fears and what self-limiting beliefs we might be stuck on. And that itself isn't unhealthy, but it's how triggering those can be that sometimes can get um unhealthy because of the behaviors we will engage in to compensate for those triggers coming up because of jealousy right um where that jealousy is stemming from so i'll give a couple examples i'm going to contrast you know healthy processing of jealousy and unhealthy processing so first off all right um let's use this example it was a person it's a personal example to (laughs) i said example um that would be a cool word example uh anyways so one of my friends is an artist right and let's call this person josh when josh was scrolling through instagram you know he saw work of a fellow artist friend and felt jealous and the reason being deep down josh had a limiting belief that their work will never be as successful never be as trendy or desired and also josh's artist friend kind of beat them to the punch with certain trends so and just like getting stuff out there sooner whereas josh takes his tends to take his time a little bit more so he he felt that if he were to sell similar things when he was finally like ready and had everything together which were original ideas at the time people would see josh as a copycat copying his friend who is also an artist and selling similar things right and as a result josh let that discourage him from working on his current projects as well as engaging in his artist friends right and now if josh were to have processed their jealousy in a healthier way he would have realized that his friend's work did inspire them because it gave him ideas about how he could better market his work to appeal to most crowds as a result Perhaps Josh could have asked his friend what their marketing process is like and how they gained their following. Josh could have also asked his friend if they would feel comfortable making a post about Josh's work for more exposure, maybe even collaborating since they have similar styles to get Josh's feet off the ground, right? Anything that would steer towards advancement and the end goal of having a successful art shop. This would allow Josh to learn more, have tools and resources, as well as exposure through their friend. So this is an example of jealousy process in a healthy way. And hopefully you all can spot the difference. Either way, in this little research session, you know, I learned a lot. I also felt comforted, validated, and so on, you know, because jealousy is something that I struggle with, like I mentioned, and most people struggle with. Some just don't like to admit it, and it's frustrating. So often, we are made to feel shame about that jealousy, 
And I hope from the example that I provided, you can see that jealousy is not an ineffective emotion. If anything, it can be the exact opposite because it can be a compass and navigator. So let me throw you one more example um, before I kind of wrap it all up in a pretty bow for you. So you're in a relationship and let's say you're unhappy. Your partner just does not provide you with the attention the quality time you need, whatever your love language is. And this is even after multiple conversations and mature arguments, like just really trying to put it out there. And this is still an issue, even after all that. And you are ultimately unfulfilled in this relationship while trying to stay and work it out because you love this person or, you know, you're tied to them in some way and you just really want it to work out. You've been together for a long time. Okay, then you go hang out with a few of your friends one night and your new friend, let's call her um, Sam, brings her her new partner. So Sam's partner, you know, you're, you're kind of watching them and observing them and interacting with them. And you realize Sam's partner is attentive, affectionate and so on. Then when you and Sam have a moment to chat one-on-one she tells you how happy she is with her new partner that they spend a lot of quality time together they play games together um he cuddles her a lot you start to feel jealous and sam's relationship represents everything that you wish you had everything that you need out of relationship not just want your basic needs right a healthy response would be after processing of course Accepting that jealousy is coming up for you, right? Not shaming yourself and processing it as inspiration. Drive to take stock of and ultimately end your current relationship because you know that you are unfulfilled. You use that drive knowing somebody more compatible is out there for you. Somebody who can give you all the things that you need out of a relationship. And that jealousy It was serving a purpose of reminding you to honor your basic needs out of a romantic relationship, right? Awesome. An unhealthy reaction to this jealousy, now that would be giving into your self-limiting belief that, you know, deep down you feel like you aren't good enough for your partner to love you, right? You think something's wrong with you. You think you're not enough, right? Using this jealousy and situation as evidence that you don't deserve what you need. A lot of negative thoughts here, right? As a result, this will display with ineffective behaviors such as attacking your partner next time you see them, you know, maybe saying something, not physically, I mean just like verbally, um, you know, instead of having a more cordial and mature and respectful conversation, you'll just like attack them. Maybe saying something like, why can't we be more like Sam and her partner? You know, this looks like fostering that codependency of expecting your partner to change for you. Instead of just accepting them for who they are, that their 100 is only 50% of what you need, this attack and, you know, expectation could end up snowballing into controlling behavior, resentment, you know, because you want your partner to ultimately be different. And they just can't be. They won't be. They're not willing to meet you where you're at and what you need. And so you too remain extremely unhappy, right? So are you starting to see it? Are you starting to see how jealousy can so easily teeter between being our inner compass and greatest demise? I mean, 
the duality there is crazy, right? I I just have to throw it out there. So many, so many violent incidents, and this isn't to scare people, it's just to say, like, so many violent incidents and behaviors or fights turned domestic are rooted in jealousy. Typically, it's, you know, something happened to make someone jealous, one one person, right, of the pair, uh, both isolated incidents and repeated ones. And then people can't take it anymore. They act out. Um, we're not given the tools to understand what jealousy means. We're, we're, we're taught to feel shame for having any of these negative emotions. So it, it's really crazy, or not crazy, it's just impactful what our internal dialogue can do for us. I mean, one of the top common thinking patterns is emotional reasoning. And in an example, um, what emotional reasoning looks like is when you're like, I feel like this person hates me, so they do hate me, (laughs) you know? So where jealousy is concerned, this can look like, I feel like he doesn't want to be with me, therefore he doesn't. I feel like my boyfriend is cheating, therefore he is. I feel like I will never make progress with this project and be as great as my idol. Therefore, I won't. That's emotional reasoning. Get the point? Yeah, maybe? No? As my, like, old bio professor would say, he'd be like, makes sense? (laughs) Anyway, I think for the average person, this emotional reasoning is more likely, um, you know, for certain emotions than others. However, I do not have research to back up that statement, so let me remind you that my experience and my opinion are talking, okay? Cool. To be honest, though, I think it is just kind of common sense. (laughs) Typically, negative emotions lead to ineffective behaviors, uh, such as emotional reasoning and other thinking patterns, when we don't have the tools and awareness to cope with them, right, and to understand them and what they're trying to tell us. Let me know what you think. I think the biggest lesson that jealousy, you know, has taught me is that it often prompts a second emotion of feeling unsafe or in danger. So physically, my body's response is to shut down. I have trouble talking, processing, doing anything really because my my self-limiting belief is that I am in danger. I am not safe. I am going to lose someone or something, right? So, knowing all of this now, if you feel jealous and don't understand your reaction to jealousy, I highly recommend a few things as someone who struggles a lot with this and is only now making headway as far as it is concerned. I recommend chilling the fuck out. No, (laughs) I'm kidding. LOL. But seriously, take a deep breath and do what you have to in order to feel safe, grounded, you know, self-soothe and do some mindfulness or breath work until you are in a clear space, right? And then go from there. I urge you, like, once you're in that clear space, you know, where the intensity of the emotion has died down, I urge you to spend some time alone with yourself in journal. And I know that advice was probably so predictable. And maybe you don't have to write this in a journal. Maybe you can just write it in your notes app, um, look at these questions and say out loud what you think the answers are. Talk about them with a friend that you trust um, or your partner. The questions that have helped me specifically in my journaling session was, okay, number one, what what happened that prompted your jealousy? Two, where do you feel it in your body? 
Three, why does this make you feel jealous? What secondary emotions are prompted because of this jealousy? So an example, you feel jealous and then you feel unsafe. You feel scared, anxious, angry. Those are secondary emotions prompted by that jealousy, okay? Uh, Is your jealousy related to a desire or a goal? Six, what do you think that your jealousy is trying to tell you, encourage you to do, say, remember, etc.? And lastly, knowing this information, what steps can you take next? And I will write these as bullet points in the uh, podcast episode description so you can just like screenshot, copy, paste, whatever you need to do. Um, But yeah, so these questions really helped get me out of the dark and kind of on a path towards understanding, you know, understanding, self-compassion, and enlightenment. Like I said earlier, you know, to even just understand where your emotions are rooted is very calming so often we get frustrated because we don't even understand ourselves and this is why I always recommend therapy and journaling you know getting to know yourself is one of the greatest gifts that you can give to both yourself and the people in your life so tell me you know like do you want to know yourself I know that it can be scary sometimes, and I know I sound like a motivational speaker right now, (laughs) but it's true. It's raw, it's vulnerable, and overwhelming for a while, but kind of like an onion, you can peel back one layer at a time at your own pace, in your own way. You can do it. You know, I believe in you, but yeah, so as always, let me know your thoughts on this episode by reaching out on Instagram at yayforgrowthpod, and of course, Have a great rest of your day or night, whatever it is, wherever you are. Take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Bye-bye.